episode 84 is live. Uh, you know, a lot of people ask me how they can become a guest on Inappropriate Earl. And uh, it's pretty much if you have a car and a GPS system and can uh, find my home address. We're, we do it live in studio. This doesn't, isn't done at some podcast studio, you know, with 50 other podcasts. I'm, I'm outlaw. I'm an independent. So uh, today I'm incredibly lucky to have one of the young, rising stand-up slash improvisers slash actors hailing from Philly. Now, I haven't had good experience with women from Philly lately, but that's another podcast. Please put your little sausage hands together for the one, the only, Leah Knauer. I'm envisioning everyone has literal sausage fingers. <laughs> little sausage fingers. My fans got little sausage fingers. That's adorable. I mean, Chris D'Elia has an attractive fan base, and I love my fans, but they are like right out of a fantasy football draft boardroom, so. Are you going to stand across the room from me the whole time? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I like to, I like to move around. I, uh, those of you uh, lucky enough to have been at the Skakel estate, uh, you know, I like to roam. Yeah. And I'd like to thank my uh, sponsor, the great singer for Rat, Stephen Piercy, and his burgeoning new product, Mike Knuckles. You can go on at Mike Knuckles on Twitter and uh, buy yourself a pair. They're the coolest items ever. That's so nice that he gave them to you for free. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, uh, you know, he, he was a fan of mine. I'm a fan of his. And, you know, we did a little exchange. He also gave me a T-shirt that was about four sizes too small. Hmm. Cool. But he was lucky enough to sit right where you are right now. Wow. I'm honored. I mean, do you know where your ass is right now? On a couch. Celebrities that have sat in that spot. David Arquette. Wow. David Arquette. Wow. Uh, let me see. Chavo Guerrero. Okay, don't know who that is. Legendary pro wrestler. Tawny Katane. Okay. Bobby Brown. Okay. Joey Allen from Warren. I hope this is the entire podcast where you just name drop everyone who's been here. I just name all 83 guests and then I ask you to plug whatever you need to. Great. Sounds like fun. Now, we met, I think, originally at Roast Battle. Yes. I think it was the night of my roast. Against Liz Stewart. That's right. And what made you want to do that show? Um, I love writing jokes. And I did a roast. It was like an unerring pilot for MI Westside Theater. They produced this roast show. Um, and that's where I met Hormos and Frank Castillo and Sarah Tiana. And just working on that with them, I realized that I'm not actually a horrible roast joke writer. So then they told me I should do it. And I was super scared. But then I contacted Brian Moses and got a random opponent and did it. And it, it wasn't horrible. So it was really fun. Now, what went into your Reese? How, how does, because I get a lot of people ask me about Roast Battle and how the contestants research each other. So you get Liz Stewart's name, you Google her and just take it from there? I Googled her. I watched her stand-up sets. Sorry, I'm posing for a pic right now. Pose for a picture. Cheese. Is it good? Well, of course. I'm a great picture taker. <laughs> um, yeah, I look, I watched her stand-up sets to get info about her. I found her on Facebook. But there wasn't too much 
info about her. Like I tried to find her age and she hit it. And I guess I understand why. <laughs> well, that's what I would do. Liz Rose. <laughs> yeah. Liz, if you're out there, we could set up a rematch. on. Yeah, this, uh... I'm down. Or I might, we might do a roast. Not today, but maybe. You're scared. I have offered several times and you. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I think uh, I can't be mean to you. What could I say about it? That's my problem with doing a real roast. You know, uh, I mean, if challenged, I would do one. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, no one's really challenged me. That's not true. I think they're afraid, to be honest. You're with lying. You. I'm not. I, I. I'm not saying people are afraid of me, but I don't think that. Uh, I. You know, I. I don't want to be mean. I'm not mean. Okay. I mean, I'm not either. But. But you have to be. Yeah, I think it's about. That's like that show is a showcase for joke writing. Yeah. It's a showcase for joke writing. It's not as much like being mean. But it is though. Sure. But it's finding it's like doing math. It's finding info about someone and then finding out how to twist it into a joke. I mean, like I I look at you, you're obviously pretty and all Thank that you. stuff. But I mean, I, but I you, you're forced to pick apart someone's looks. And it's like, I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't do that. But that's the thing when when women get up there, like if it's a guy roasting, they'll just immediately go for looks. When it's like, there's so much more than yeah, that. I think it's harder to the one semi real roast I did against Whitney Rice. Is, mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, she's obviously beautiful, but uh, I, I kind of. You know, maybe said some not so nice things about her looks, and it just the audience hated me. Well, yeah, because she's beautiful. There's like, but you have to like, you know, I mean, in, in roast battle, it's it's like you got to go for blood, right? Like, let me th- let me let's get a preview into what a a roast would be. Like, what what do you pick? A, what's your first joke about me? You don't have to give me a joke, but like, about you? you go- I want to do it about you. You Google me. I yeah. Wait, Which what I'm you sure you have. Um, I don't know if I have. Oh. Don't like flatter yourself. That's too bad. <laughs> I mean, you've seen pictures of me. I have, and I've also seen you in real life. Well, right. So you would <laughs> you. So let's say you and I roast next Tuesday. Okay. You you Google Earl Skakel, and mm-hmm. then you look at pictures to try and get any flaws, which yeah. there are none. Right. And then you go, okay, you start asking around about oh, uh-huh. who she had sex with or whatever, like right. just to get some dirt. Because that's your, what I would do with you. Yeah. Your childhood, what you like to do, anything that you hold near and dear to your heart, I would try to attack. Yeah. 80s metal. Pretty much. The, uh, my leather pants. Yes. Uh, Which you haven't worn in a while. It's been too fucking hot. It's hot. To be yeah. I mean, I like to show off the goods, but. Yeah, I miss them. Uh, well, I'll wear them tomorrow then. And, uh, Ooh, don't do that. It's wait, and it's hot. I mean, I got two fans to make sure you're comfortable. <laughs> I got state-of-the-art alkaline water for you, and I'm Whoa. still sweating. So, but let's get back to you. Enough about me. Mm-hmm. People already know about me. Yeah. I had you on the show because I want to get to know the the real Leah. The real Leah. Canauer, and I love That's saying right. that last name. It's fun, right? People don't enjoy it because they say it wrong all the time. Well, the only reason I say it right, and I've told you this before, was uh, my my favorite villain as a mm-hmm. kid was in the original Lost in Yard. Yeah, the one longest with, yard. The one with Adam Sandler. Oh my God, that's <laughs> what you said to me, and that I love Adam Sandler, the Sandman. 
Uh, but if you've ever seen the Burt Reynolds <laughs> movie, The Longest Yard, uh, there was a sadistic prison guard named Captain Knauer. Yeah. And uh, that's I saw your name. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. Knauer. That's it. Uh, well, how do people usually say it? Nower? Oh, my gosh. Nower, Nur, uh, Knur. It's so weird. And when I was little, people would call my house, like telemarketers, and they'd be like, Hi, I'm calling from Miss, Mr. Mrs. Nur. And then I would be like, Oh, they died last week. And then they would get really awkward. <laughs> Hang on. Right. Well, for you telemarketers listening, uh, don't call. Yeah. Can miss Knauer. Yeah, say it right, or I'll act like they're dead. All right, let's get to your. I'm I'm always curious as to why people started in this business. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I started fourth grade play. I got the biggest laugh at the play. <laughs> what play was it? I don't even remember to be honest with you. Yeah, but oh, it was. Man. I had one line where uh, this girl <laughs> who ended up being my first girlfriend. Cute. Uh, her and another girl I had a crush on. They played like. Uh, two fairies and i was the milkman <laughs> what and the they asked me if i wanted some cookies and i um it's biggest applause i've ever gotten i was like yeah sure why not and that's kind of sad the whole you peaked at fourth grade I peaked at fourth grade i've been the same size since fourth grade whoa i'm like a man child that's cool doctor told me i was gonna be seven feet for real yeah I stopped what are it. you uh six two two oh five eight and a half very specific. Um, no, forget that last part. Eight and a half shoe? I'm, uh, no, no, 13 shoe. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, and so I was like, that was just, I was just meant to be a comic. Do you have a similar path? Um, not really. I have a weird path. Um, I was always like the crazy one of my friends. Right. They called me Cal for crazy ass Leah. And I was just always like a weirdo. <laughs> I loved making people laugh. Um, I was nominated in eighth grade for class clown and I lost. And that was very upsetting for me. Um, but when I was in kindergarten, I was cast as Mary in my church's play. And that was... Mary I mean, like... The, the like Virgin Mary. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I was still a virgin then. Well, I would hope um, so in eighth grade. <laughs> no, it was kindergarten. Oh, woof, woof. Lois. Keep going. <laughs> um, no, kindergarten. I was still a virgin. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, and I just like fell in love with acting. And I wanted to be out here since sixth grade. And then my parents never let me. Then I went away to college. And I was still trying to do acting stuff like regional and theater things. But it's not the same as L.A. So then when I was I went to tried college out, hated it. Went to rehab for a month. Wait, 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 wait. That's not like, first of all, what college were you at? Oh, yeah, that's the... Temple? No. University of Colorado. Okay. It was number one party school the year I was there. So... But what did you, like, like, I would imagine most kids your age, Philly, want to go to either, like, Temple or NYU? I mean, I didn't want to go to school at all. I wanted to be out here. To act? Mm-hmm. So uh, you thought, I'll go to Colorado, just a baby step to L.A.? Yeah, exactly. It was. Kind of, I applied to schools out here, but the closest west I got was Colorado. So I was just like, whatever, let's go there. It's only four years. And then I just was so miserable. 
And, and then you go to rehab for what, may I ask? For Aki Hall. Oh, oh I was saying, what, what, <laughs> what is alcohol? that? Alcohol, what's that? Alcohol. That was like a new rave drug. But I wasn't like an alcoholic. I'm still not. I drank like any other college kid, which says a lot about college culture because it's so dangerous. Like, what was your main booze of choice? Um, Didn't really care. Okay, that's a good alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, whatever had alcohol in it. And but, I mean, I should be dead. Like, it was bad. There's two times. I got, I went to detox twice in the same month. And the second time I blew a 0. .325. 325. 0. .4 is dead. With the, when I, like, blew it, the nurse was like, oh, honey, these are homeless people numbers. So that's, like, kind of an accomplishment. I don't know. And is this right around when you were, uh, I mean, I don't know if I should... Uh, correlate these two together but maybe starting to develop a, a liking for boys um i mean that was earlier <laughs> when did you lose your virginity let's just get to that question. oh um when i was 20 oh okay that's i went so to rehab bad. before i ever had sex oh wow yeah and then uh did you learn anything in rehab like it was it's still i think the best thing that's ever happened to me and I never thought I would say that because I was like so miserable there and for like a few years afterwards. Um, but now I think it's like the reason I'm here. Because it gave you clarity? It gave me clarity, but also it proved to my parents like I'm truly not happy not pursuing my dreams. I've wanted to do this for so long. Um, so then after rehab, for some reason, they let me then move to New York for the summer by myself. And they genuinely thought I was an addict. So it's like pretty weird of them the first night i got out they were all drinking wine at the dinner table in front of me so it was like so weird why would you if i really was an addict why would you do that i was pissed did you ever do any drugs like in my life oh yeah sure oh yeah like, like weed and yeah other like powdered type of refreshments i never have maybe uh, that's all good. I'm not, you know, this is the thing about inappropriate Earl. I just don't ask you about your comedy influences. Yeah, yeah. People want to like, I've been told I haven't been inappropriate enough. I actually listened to one. I, you weren't really that inappropriate. Which one? Olivia Grace. Olivia's the best. She's great. She's roasting tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, Leah. So that's going to be a real, uh, real blood good. fest. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know, I, I try with young girls. You know, you and Olivia are young, young ladies. I try not to overwhelm yeah. you with my, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, filthy mind. Yes, so, of course. Uh, and now, how do you deal? I always ask every female comic this question. Like, L.A. men mm -hmm. in the comedy world are animals. Yeah. Uh, you must get hit on constantly by other comics, bookers, promoters, comedy club owners. Not as much as I used to. Um, I think now I've kind of made it clear that I, well, I, I'm not like, like, I don't like to hook up. Right. And I talk about that in my stand up, so I'm very, like, upfront about that. And I think a lot of comics get discouraged because they should. I mean, I, if that's what they want, they know I'm not the right person to come to. Right. Um, and also, I think when they see, for, Probably the first two years of doing comedy, I would be at a show that I'm on or that I'm supporting or whatever, and people would come up to me and try to flirt, not knowing that I was a comic. And, it was, and then it just got really weird when they would find out. 
Because they just assume like a Some blonde. bimbo. Yeah, exactly. Coming to like chuckle fucker or whatever. Have you heard that? Chuckle fucker. Chuckle fucker. I uh, think that word is so funny. Comedy bunny. Oh, uh, I haven't heard that. Whore. Uh, yes, I've heard that one. Yeah. Because um, it, I think it's harder for women in L.A. comedy. Cause, yeah. I think know. I've decided I don't want to date a comedian. Well, that's too bad for all the good <laughs> comics out there. I dated one for two years. And what was that like? Um, It ended not good, but he was an amazing human. He was actually one of the, I think, rare good guys who was also a comedian. Because I find when you date a comic, it starts to go south. Uh, you know, there's a natural competitiveness. And like when one, one of you is going to start to elevate over the other. But see... I didn't see it that way. He had already been doing comedy for 10 years, so there was an obvious upper hand that, of course, I should expect him to get more things, whatever. But also, I am a young, blonde girl, and he's an older 20-some. Oh, my God. So old. <laughs> no, I mean, he was in his oh. late 20s. I was oh. 19. Late 20s. Whatever. What a But he, he's like a guy. We're, we're not going to be competing for the same acting roles. We're just different people. So I, I, it was amazing because we would go to open mics together. We would get booked on the same shows. It was just so fun. It was like doing comedy with my best friend. I was. Right. And then you guys just hit a fork in the road. and Yeah. Well, that's tough. Yeah, it was hard. I like was afraid to go out to like, because I didn't want to run into him. Right. Well, what a unlucky man to lose you. I mean, we're fine now. He lives in New York now, so now I don't even have to think about it. Wait, it's not Gabriel Killian, is it? No. Okay. We won't, we'll leave it to that. No names. Uh, this is Skull and Bones. Yep. Uh, at uh, Inappropriate Earl. Now, you're also, uh, you do a, you're a, a five-tool player. You also do improv and, you know, like they say a in what? baseball, a guy's a five-tool player if he can, like, catch, feet, you know, oh. hit, run. Okay. I'm not super into sports. I would just say like a triple threat. Really? Are you? I, I would think a girl from Philly with the Flyers, the Eagles. The- well, okay. I love sports. Love watching them. Um, but I, I don't know stats. I don't really know terms. I was a cheerleader for seven years of my life. So I know how to watch it. And I know what things mean for the most part. But I just don't follow sports. But like, are you? Do you like just Philly sports? Like, are you like a mainly? Like yeah. Ryan Howard. Yeah. You know, uh, Phillies and Eagles are my go-to. I don't really care much about hockey. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I know that's like your just thing, in the guys. Uh, oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I have some upcoming shows. Yeah, you can go I to bet. my website. Hockey. How could you not like hockey from Philly, yo? I like no. Like I said, I like watching it, but it's not. My favorite. And here I'm staring at you with like 10 trophies sitting. No big deal. You know, play a little myself. Maybe it's because the flyers aren't that great. But can you now about this? Get back into my good graces. But Name me one flyer. That's pretty easy. One flyer that's ever played on the team. They don't even have to be current. Wayne Gretzky. Oh, my God. Your stock just shot. This is you're like a tech stock in the early 90s. Uh, I don't know any other. That's all good. How about Michael yeah. Vick? You like Michael Vick? The dog yeah, he's killer. not even an eagle anymore. And he's a stealer. That's killing Yeah, me. Yeah, that's our rival. Because that's my favorite team. So. Ew, why? Um, I, my dad used to be friends with the owner, so I would get all this uh, oh. amazing paraphernalia, signed up balls and jerseys and... 
all this stuff. So. That's cool. Paraphernalia but, makes it sound like it's a drug. It is. Uh, it's <laughs> memorabilia. I've never had a drug or drink in my life. But it's like a drug to you. You're addicted to hockey. I'm addicted to hockey and, and uh, kiss. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, did you, uh, now being from Philly, you must have gone to some cool concerts at the Spectrum. What's the Spectrum? <laughs> the Comcast Center? Uh What's the spectrum? Are you sure you're from Philly? What's the spectrum? They what's the spectrum? I think you're a little behind. I think they changed the name of it. No, they rebuilt. They built the Comcast the Comcast Center. Yeah. Uh, but in the parking lot to the south, I believe, it was the old site of <laughs> where the Flyers and Rangers and many oh. great concerts. Okay, sorry. WWF wrestling, UFC. You never went to the spectrum. I mean, I'm sure I did, but obviously not in a while. Did you uh, go to concerts and mm-hmm. stuff as a kid? And uh, yeah, any memorable bubble concerts? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh! Backstreet Boys. Actually, no. I wish I did see them. Um, I went to see who was it? Drake and Lil Wayne in Camden. This was senior year. <laughs> Okay, there's a lot of weird things that happen this night. Well, First yeah, of let's all, get it going. Yeah, this was so a year after this, I was in rehab. So that's just a little to keep in mind. So that's how like bad I it started early. Um, when so well, let's as you can tell, I don't plan questions. I just ask and we start talking. Yeah. Uh, when's the uh, first drink you had? Do you remember your first drink? I don't remember. I remember the first time I got drunk. It was at my friend Grace's house. Is me, Grace, and my friend Rory, just the three of us. I think we just drank whatever alcohol Grace's parents had. And we just got, like, wasted. And it was, you, like, eighth grade. Eighth, and did you, like, feel like like a buzz? Or, like, wow, I want to feel that way again? Or... Um, I mean, I felt like shit in the morning. I know that. But it was just fun. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to Drake. Okay, yeah, so I was, like, obsessed with Drake. I still think he's sexy, like, dreamboat. Um, he's all right. No, he's so hot. But so he was on stage. I was so excited to see him. I, being drunk, snuck into the seats. Like, I was actually in the lawn. My seats were. But I went up to, I was just feeling so confident. I went up to one of the ticket ladies, and I was like, someone stole my ticket. I swear my seats are up there. I'm like, J42. What made something up. She's like, okay, okay, just go. Just don't tell anyone. So then I snuck in, got like super close seats. I'm there alone, drunk. All my friends are in the back. And this was the concert that Drake was rapping, and then he like messed up his ACL. That's why Jimmy got shot on Degrassi. And he messed up his ACL. So then when he was rapping, he just like randomly fell i started crying there's a picture of me bawling because he fell yeah because then his set had to end early too but mainly because he fell and i wanted to go up there and like scoop him up and find him a wheelchair and just like kiss him all night oh well listen (laughs) i'm not not for nothing but i have a torn acl so it wasn't the acl that i liked oh okay you gotta be drake well I'm sorry that I'm not, but me too. Uh, so, who was the opening act? Do you remember? Um, I don't. Like I said, you were there for Drake. Yeah, and I was just wasty faced. But so then, uh, I had a BlackBerry. Then it was like so yeah, archaic. A BlackBerry. Oh, BlackBerry. I'm like, yeah. I like thought a, you said you had a black guy then. No, I wish. Um, I had a BlackBerry, <laughs> and um. 
I it ran out of battery and then I lost all my friends and here I am just like crying after Drake fell and then I got totally lost and I was in the parking lot just roaming around stumbling. Ugh. Yeah, it was bad. And then this angel, I don't remember anything about her, but she found me, didn't know her, and she gave me her battery for like two minutes so that I could call my friends and then but they were legit. They almost left me in the parking lot. But they're good friends, so they were like decided to stay to find me. Any other fun <sighs> concert memories? I mean, I think every concert is like that that I went to in high school. And then I went to school the next day and I was still drunk. And I found out in like fifth period that I actually had a water bottle of vodka still in my backpack, but I thought it was water. So during study hall, I like went to take a drink of water and then I like, but I didn't get caught. So it was cool. Well, you were quite the rebel. I really was. I was a bad kid. So, yeah, but you've, uh, you've, uh, righted the wrongs and yeah. uh, out here in the toughest business in the toughest city in the world. I know. Doing comedy, improv. I see some, uh, was it a short film? You, something? Uh, yeah. See, I do my research. That's good. That was very current. The 48. Hour Film Fest. And you, your short, tell, tell us about the short. Oh my gosh. Um, so, well, I don't want to ruin it, but I guess. Well, I, I mean, no, t- I mean, it's uh, it also follows yeah it's called it also follows it was a parody of the movie it follows did you see that i'm not gonna lie to you i did not okay great um so it's a parody of that basically that movie is um when you sleep with someone you'll catch this std that actually has like people trying to kill you and then the only way to get rid of it is to sleep with someone else so this parody movie was you are we were given the suggestion it was like an improv is that an improv theater so you're given a suggestion our suggestion we were given was rubbery warlock so we had no idea what to do with that we actually didn't decide until 11 a.m saturday so that was at least 12 hours into the whole fest as it was we finally figured out our plot um and but yeah this movie is you get an std which is an a sexually transmitted demon and this warlock follows you around but just like hangs out he's not scary he just casually chills and it's really annoying and then it ends up that the girl falls in love with the std men well i've never had an std so. that's great uh, and I won't ask you if you. I, we, we don't want to. I don't t- think I have. You would know. I think if you had. Well, last time I got tested, I didn't. No, I passed my AIDS test flying colors. That's great. I thought one time I had AIDS because I had a bump in my neck. Ew. And this is when I had long hair, so I googled bump in the neck, and the first thing that popped up was AIDS. Oh my gosh! So I'm like, oh fuck! And I went to five different places to get an AIDS test in the same day. I was so paranoid. Five. And. Uh, you know, I went to one in Brentwood, one in Santa Monica, one in Hollywood, oh my one in gosh. the Valley, and then the final one was right down the street in West Hollywood, because I figured, well, they're going to know the best. <laughs> I mean, yeah. an AIDS test in West Hollywood, it's like, you know, yeah. like an NBA player shooting a free throw. It's like, no, no thing. <laughs> and the guy before me ran out crying. So oh, I'm like, well, no. guess we know how that one ended. Oh, and then, uh, you that's know, horrible. I did not have AIDS. So I had a, all five said no. All five said no. I had a, uh, assist because my, uh, the, the, the dirt or whatever in my long hair was like, it, it got oh, dirty. So gross. you know, clean the back of your neck for those of you. Who have, <laughs> that's uh, all it was. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> Oh my God, I have AIDS. And I just seen the movie Philadelphia too. So. That's a great movie. 
Uh, great movie. Uh, if you, there's uh, a little clue for people who've seen the movie. Um, it's a better way to watch it, in my opinion. Uh, you watch it backwards. Because he gets better. He gains weight. He, he gains more muscle muscles. Um, and if you can't see the movie Philadelphia and you live in the uh, greater Los Angeles area, uh, what I tell people to do, because it's hard to find. Really? Yeah, it's weird. It's not on Netflix. It's, it's Hulu. Uh, for some reason, I think probably because of the subject matter. It's just it's hard to get. Uh, what you do is you go to the pavilions on Santa Monica and Doheny if you want to see a guy dying of AIDS. It's, I knew you were leading to a bit. Hey. I knew it. So predictable. It really wasn't because you were you were locked in on the store. And then I like I could see it in your eyes. There was a joke coming. Well, yeah, you know, I got it. You have to entertain the guest. Sure. Uh, I just like truth in comedy, so I don't try I don't. for fake jokes. But that's not a fake joke. Oh well, yeah, sure. You could go to pavilions on Doheny, and believe me, it's half the crowd won't be there in six months. So, uh, oh my God. you know, I do have another AIDS joke, but I won't get Please it. Please hold off. Yeah. I mean, it. Here it is. <laughs> well, no, but he can't not do it. You're a girl. I and, am. Well, listen, in this day and age of Caitlyn Jenner, who knows? I mean, oh you look gosh. like a girl to me, but. Have you ever gone on a dating website um, or signed up for one? Yeah. Tinder? Yeah. I was on Tinder once. You know. Ugh, I hate them all. They're all just trying to fuck. But I mean, I think uh, I think if you're on Tinder, you're pretty open. That's what you want. I mean, not, I'm not saying just because you're on it, you're like saying. No, I don't really agree. But that's because I was on it and I wasn't looking for that. But then I, I erased mine because all I got was just like, what the fuck? Or they wouldn't even type words. They would just do the emoji of the okay sign with a finger going in. It's like, at least use letters. Well, I, I, I it would at least have the courtesy to send a dick pic. But, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's very kind of you. Well, you know, We appreciate that. That way you throw it out there. Hey, this is what I got. Yeah. Y you like or not? I'm just yeah. saying on that kind of site. You know what I like to do, though, when... I mean, I don't like dick pics to begin with, so please don't send it to me. I'm not going to send you one. Yeah, I've already seen it. Anyway. I No, no, <laughs> let's let's clarify that. Uh, she's never seen it live. The I just, pic. Everyone's, you show everyone. And the Well, listen, <laughs> it's a great pic. You might not admit it live. But it's, yeah. I'm not saying it's not the biggest, but the pick, the lighting, the abs, the, mm -hmm. the, the hit. It's I mean, all about the lighting. It, it really was. And the angles. It's a great, you know. Yeah. But I, I think like if you go on eHarmony where it's like literally a 48 page, you know, uh, thing you have to fill out. Mm -hmm. I think match is similar. Yeah. You're not looking to, you're looking for a relationship. Right. Like, I think it's so sad. I'm 23 years old. I should not be online looking for like i want to meet someone in real life well yeah but is that so like archaic now yes Ugh, you're, you're in I the really wrong business hate it. to meet someone in real life but oh wait but um about the dick pic what i like to do to i think to really get to know someone when you get a picture like that you like look in the background and you see what how clean their room is or you know if there's candles lit that's how you really get to know a person yeah, if, you know, I think in that particular picture, you would see my moisturizers. Mm -hmm. Wow, he takes care of himself. Well, I'm a little older than you are, so I got, uh, you know, 
you're not going to be 23 forever. Don't remind me. I told someone yesterday my age because I've known him for, I guess, since I was 19 or 20. And I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel old. And he was like, well, I'm 32. Like, you are not old at all. How old are you again? And I was like, I'm 23. He was like, oh, yeah, you're getting up there. I'm like, no. No one said that to me before. It but used that, to be like people were impressed by how young it was. Now it's just like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. But that's crazy. Like, I know uh, uh, a lady friend of mine. She's 30. And she's going out for mom parts like she's 30 i booked something as a mom before but there's no i mean it's great i mean but yeah, i wouldn't i could see you as a young mom like that's so weird you know like i could see you if they did a parody commercial if i'm 16 and pregnant you know, <laughs> like, that's funny you know a couple yeah you know a couple years after the birth I could yeah see you being like i could see like a struggling mom Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, but that's just me. I, I I got a real eye for casting. Thank you. So, but like your number one concern on a dating site is what? You don't want to catch anything. Oh, no. Oh, but yes, I guess that is a concern as well. But I mean, like, I'm sure that I mean, not well, maybe not for you because you're not looking to hook up. Right. But like, I thought that, OK, tenders for straight people, mm-hmm. grinders for gay people. Right. And I'm sure on both sides, it's like, well, if I want to hook up with you, first thing that's going through my mind is, does she have a disease? Yeah. So what I want to do, <laughs> and you tell me, I, I'm half joking, I'm half serious. I knew there was a joke coming. Oh, what's about to happen? It's not a joke. It's, I have to stretch my, oh, got my it. old bones. How about this? You're a young girl. You're you got a mind for what's hip and hop. Thank you. <laughs> How about a dating website? Now, don't t- soak it all in. Okay. Before you like. Ugh. I'm soaking. It's I bet. Oh, no, not like that. Listen, <gasps> Gross. I might be the oldest ride in the park. Yeah, yeah. You're like Epcot, whatever. But I got the longest line. <laughs> it's a Ric Flair line. All right, here's my idea. Tender for straights, grinder for gays. Mm-hmm. How about a dating website for people with full-blown AIDS? That's fucked up. Hold on. Okay, now you, this is inappropriate, Earl. No, no, but he, hear me out. You, I get, I get it. But you have it. What would you call it? They have it. You got it. I don't. I'm not saying you, but I'm like. <laughs> You meet you meet someone. You're scrolling through the pictures. You know you like each other, so you get that little notification. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, Jill or Joe, whether you're gay or straight, it serves both markets. Mm-hmm. Jill, you got it. I got it. We can't catch it twice. Let's hook up. I really don't want to think this is funny, but I'm laughing. But I don't know the name of it. And someone you said, have to come up with it. This is improv. Ready? Go. Yeah, but here's the thing. And oh. I, I got kicked out of the ground. Bad improv. <laughs> I got kicked out of the ground. Oh, yeah. You told me. For my teacher being better. And like, don't get mad at me because you didn't get cast in anything in the last 10 years. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not head of Hollywood, Hogan. Uh-huh. It has to end in an ER, tender, grinder. I, oh. I, I can't think of anything that's relatable. Maybe uh, 
<laughs> like that to be like razor or you know aids or Oof. or uh, i don't know i mean i'm just trying to make it leah i'm just trying to make it so that's my idea for uh, a business but you don't that's go on great. this well i don't know about great but i mean you no know. i think you are like a businessman in the making you know, I try and market myself, you, you know, get get out there to the masses. Dane mm-hmm. Cook had MySpace. I think, uh, you know, uh, Dalia's blowing up on Twitter, or mm-hmm. Russell Peters. So, uh, you know, I figure if I blow up this app, it yeah. can help my comedy. Yeah. Or not. Or I could just be doing this podcast f- for the rest of my life. I mean, we got a lot of sponsors knocking down the door. I heard, yeah. You know, uh, Fizz Rocket Soda is uh, maybe possibly coming on board. Cool. Makers of uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper's uh, Bubblegum Soda. Cool. Uh, so what else is going on in the improv world for you? Um, oh, you're wait, in two sketch groups, wait, right? Wait, we didn't finish about my film. I'm keeping this podcast on track. <laughs> you're on point. Maybe you're the new co-host. <laughs> Could I be? Can I just take over? We but can't. still call it inappropriate Earl. <laughs> inappropriate Leah. No, I like inappropriate Earl with your host, Leah Knauer. <laughs> but what am I going to do? I'll just use your apartment. Uh, condo. Condo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is not just some apartment. I'm sorry. Condo. Fully paid off. Wow. Okay. Cars paid off. I mean, nice. I'm a catch. Yeah. So you've told me a bunch of times. I've, but I've never been inappropriate with you, have no, I? That, no, that's true. Um, so finish up about the film. Yeah, I just want to brag about it real quick. Oh, please do. Great. Because um, it won five awards, right? Yeah. Like what? That's crazy. So we won um, best film, best acting, audience choice, judge's choice, and co-best use of suggestion. And what... Uh, like how many uh I know that you you didn't do it necessarily to compete against other uh but how many people were you f- competing against in this were there like 10 films 10 films yeah oh wow yeah 10 5 minute films and then w- what's the next step for that well i mean it went over so well we are considering submitting it for other festivals too just normal short film festivals and we want to make more um but yeah, it was a really amazing experience. I mean, you should submit it to the L.A. Indie Film Fest. That's not a bad idea. You know, I, I won't, not to get myself into the conversation, but uh, the short film I did uh, with Jeff Richards and uh, mm-hmm. Whitney Rice and John Murray, uh, we did win Best Ensemble. You did? We did. Actually. That's great. And it was very much like uh, I had never seen an indie film fest before. So it was very, uh, it was the same thing. It was 10 cool. shorts. And, yeah. Uh, uh, one or two were like really good. The rest were, you know, not bad, but just like, oh. Do you want to act? Is that one of your objectives? Uh, I can act as long as it's in my... Uh, in my style of stand-up, which is dry and sarcastic. I mm-hmm. mean, if you said, uh, Earl and Leo, I-, I want you to reenact uh, the scene from Heat where De Niro and Pacino are in the diner. And it's like an amazing scene. Like, Can I be Pacino? Sure. Great. But it was like, I, I probably couldn't do stuff like that. Okay. I'm not a... Uh, I'm like a- the sidekick. I can act if it's in my wheelhouse. Oh, because it's I get not, that. It's not acting. Yeah. It's like me being me. I can do a mean Pacino. 
Well, how about uh, I want to show you this movie that uh, what year were you born? 1992. No, 90, oof, man, 92. You're all my 80s metal bands who were looking for work. Oh, whoa. I don't mean in the music business. I mean, they were they were looking for work, like Was Home it? Depot and stuff. Oh, shit. 92, <laughs> tough year to be an 80s metal band. Real tough. It's, I wouldn't know. Damn. So, but uh, then uh, two years later, I was at a... Uh, no, no. Uh, when did I see the Backstreet Boys? Oh, <gasps> you did? I did. It was And to be on the reels... I like to talk how you look. Yeah, yeah. Talk. Keep it hip and hopping, yeah. like you said. Uh, for reals, it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Really? So at the to about two thousand two, mm. maybe Allstate Arena in Chicago. Wow, I never saw them or In Sync, and it's very upsetting. They, I was the oldest guy in the arena. By the <laughs> how way. old were you? <laughs> I was probably at the time to, to probably uh, probably the mid thirties. Really? Weren't their dads there? Not really. It was just a lot. It probably I don't know how much that particular uh, stadium holds, but fifteen thousand screaming kids. Oh wow! I'm so jealous. And then I went. Uh, I want to say Pink might have been the uh, opening act. I didn't see her. Oh, that's cool. Then I broke into the uh, hockey team's locker room. Nice. It was a sexual feeling. Like I bet I'm in their locker room. Jerseys uh, like. <laughs> equipment, sticks, gloves. Uh, they must have just played the game because they had all the jerseys up, air drying. And mm -hmm. it was like, wow. But then you know, I made it. I've made it to the Allstate <laughs> Arena to see them. And then the Backstreet Boys, like they did all these choreographed moves. Oh, that and, sounds so great. And they had a really good band, but you know, I felt sorry for the band because like the band was amazing. But, yeah. Like, no one was there watching. No, yeah. There were just four black guys in the back. <laughs> No, they were like a, they were a soul band or whatever. With the Backstreet Boys? Well, they you could tell they were like either jazz musicians who needed the work and, and uh -huh. like they played the music flawlessly and the Backstreet Boys are spinning around on these chairs and doing these leg kicks and like it was the real deal. Cool. Fan for life. Man, I'm so yeah. jealous. And they're still touring, I think. Yeah, I think so. But they're but not this, boys. It's not the same. Yeah, they're Backstreet Men. It's kind of creepy. But they're like... Yeah, well, yeah, it is creepy. Like, you know, when I see Motley Crue, who are all in their 50s and mm. now, and, and Kiss is in their 60s. I saw Kiss and Def Leppard last year together. Now, as someone who was born past both those bands' primes, mm -hmm. I'm always curious to know what you thought of bands that old. Um. Well, honestly... If I'm being totally candid, Please I, do. I did kind of buy it. Now, I won't say ironically because I was excited to see them, but it was a little bit of like, oh, my God, I feel so cool. Like this is I'm a classic girl. <laughs> this is like a, I don't know. Cool thing to do. But I mean, like Kiss, uh, I would think to someone like you would be visually stimulated. It was. Yeah, they're great performers, like a lot of lights and explosions and that kind of stuff i mean they do everything humanly possible to distract you from how bad their music actually is yeah i don't really remember the music so i guess they accomplished their goal <laughs> i just remember the show it was really cool though and i saw the stones twice last year that was cool too and like what like that one was serious though older than kiss yeah i really like them and you just like their music? Do you like the the whole? I mean, they they play stadiums still. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw them in stadiums. Um, I just really like their music. 
I'm, it's classic. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I, I'm more of a metal guy, but yeah. they're, they're amazing. Yeah. And I'm just, the guy I feel sorry for in the Rolling Stones is the black bass player. Why? Well, he's not allowed in any of the pictures. <laughs> he's been in the band for 20 years. This is a bit. No, it's not. This it, is it's, true. It's, uh, I, I'm a Stones, I grew up a Stones fan in the 80s and they had a bass player who was with them since they started in the 60s, Bill Wyman. And he he was a little older than they were. So he in the 80s, he was like, you know, he was old then. So mm-hmm. I think the 90s came and he was like, ah, I just don't want to do this anymore, which is crazy that you think someone would walk away from the Rolling Stones. Right. Like, just like maybe the most successful band outside the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't want to do it anymore. So they replaced him with this black guy. And then I think early 90s, Daryl. So he's been with them like he might be with them longer than bill wyman was with them whoa at this point but he's never in the pictures like it's like you're in the biggest band in the world but if you told people maybe that's my choice well no i think he would like to be in the picture <laughs> bon jovi does the same thing what he the, their bass player uh who is like a really nerdy looking guy like he looks like an accountant is not allowed in the pictures wow and he played on all the albums even in the early days, uh, when the other kind of good-looking rocker guy was mm-hmm. in the videos, this guy was on the albums, but huh. he looked like you know a Jewish accountant. So I, I kind of feel bad for those. Guys. Yeah, I guess they're just not all about that bass. Hey, see that's improv. <laughs> that's good improv. That was good. Watch your space work and uh, thank you. You know. See, that was a little finger tapping bass. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. See, I, groundlings paid off. <laughs> yeah. 12, 12 great, uh, not episodes, but uh, classes. Mm-hmm. And I was ceremoniously told I wasn't good enough to do it. Wait, only 12? Well, I did at first levels 12 uh, classes, I guess. And, yeah. Uh, they evaluate you at the end of the sixth one. It was just the, this first level? Yeah. Well, you had to audition, so I, I got the audition. Was this the improv track or the actual, like, the moving on to the sketch? Right, but they have, like, basic improv classes, but then there's, like, you audition to get into the school. I got auditioned to get into the school. Okay, so this was the first level of that. And uh, the, the uh, for, for uh, so at the end of the sixth class, he calls me in, Sean Hogan. Uh-oh. Outed. And he's like, uh, you're the funniest guy in the class. You're the team leader. You just need to work on your space work, which I probably did. Because mm-hmm. now you're better to explain this than I am. What is space work? If you're an improver, um, pretending to use an object or set a location using fake movements. So, like, if you're holding, if they say, "Earl, you're drinking a beer," you have to space your hands apart to act like you're holding a mug. Right. Or, you know, if you're drinking coffee and my space work was and not bad. just like put it down anywhere and then just forget where it is. Like you have to create that in your brain, like where the right. table is, where you put it down. Because so many times I'll see people, they're holding a beer, like you said, and then two seconds later, they don't have a beer in their hand anymore. It's just like, where did that go? And I probably was doing that to be <laughs> maybe or holding it like no space, you know, just. Yeah. Or cl- using a phone that's like your thumb and your pinky out. I would definitely do that. Yeah, I would do be that. Like, instead of yeah, instead mm-hmm. of doing like the Hawaiian like cool sign, you know, you actually go, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, 
but then at, so he kind of led me to believe that, oh, you're going to pass. Just work on your space work. That sucks. And then at the end of the uh, 12th session, he sits me down and is like, you know, you're not good enough to do this, right? I'm like. That's so mean. Well, well what uh, what was like this talk at the, <laughs> the sixth, like this is a little bit different than the, uh, but it was a lot like my experience at the Laugh Factory. So, Oh, what's that like? Well, I don't want this to be about me, but, it, it, you know, it, uh, long story short, I auditioned there once and Jamie, the owner, it's like, uh, you got great stage presence, buddy, buddy, you come back buddy, in two buddy. weeks, you'd be regular. That's great. So great. So I go back in two weeks, and uh, I did better than I did the night he told me I'd be a regular. And it's the same thing as the Groundlings. I before my ass even hit the chair, he's like, "Buddy, you don't do it for me." Oh, I'm like, well, he's like, "You're too dry, too sarcastic, you got no energy." I'm like, "Well, two weeks ago you told me I was basically the greatest comic on earth." What? So. I'm sorry. Have you ever been rejected like that for a gig or? Um, not that I can recall off the top of my head. So you've gotten everything? No, no, but just like not to my, no one said anything to my face. Now, have you ever gone to an audition? Because I'm always fascinated. In this business, we are rejected a lot. Yeah. If you, if you, uh, you know, if you're going out to be passed at a comedy club or mm-hmm. a commercial audition, acting audition, uh, how do you deal with rejection? I just keep going. I mean, I'll, I might get upset about it for like a few days, but I like to believe that wherever I am is where I'm supposed to be and that right. whatever I'm doing is right and it's all going to come full circle. Now, do you ever get depressed about the business? For sure. And how do you just deal with like. It? Because uh, I went to Burning Man like a few weeks ago, and before that, I just couldn't wait to get out of the city. I hated everything and everyone. I was so miserable, and now I like legit still feel like I'm high. I'm like my heart is exploding with love all the time. I'm like so happy. Because now I what is Burning Man? Uh, it's like a music festival, right? No, actually, it's like I thought that too. It's like an arts festival, but not really. It's kind of like a lifestyle thing. So you'll 70,000 people come set up camp and you literally make your own city for a week. And like people make bars out of their camps and then they just offer free alcohol. There's no monetary like exchange at all. So you make gifts. Your gift could literally be like, you want to hug people and that's your way of thanking someone for something or just giving there's so many amazing things to take from Burning Man and put it in the real world. Like they make art for just to make art, not for money, not to please anyone. So that has been like kept that in the back of my mind since also gifting people without expecting something in return and just being open to things that you're not comfortable with. No, this seems like a situation that would be rampant with sex. Oh, I saw a guy getting a blowjob literally like one foot from me. And it, but it's like there, it's accepted. Like, oh, this guy's good. You know, it's like, it, yeah, like normal. Yeah, it was chill. I mean, it was still really weird. It was the stereotypical Burning Man thing. It was the last day. I was in this like 60 foot dome. It's beautiful. And you go in. And there's someone like doing yoga. There's someone meditating. There's a kid with his parents. And then there's just a guy getting a blowjob. It was just like, just another day here. <laughs> What's well, like living in uh, West Hollywood? I see sex all the time. Do you actually? Oh, yeah. Really? Other Where? Day I, uh, 
coming back from the comedy store, I pulled into the driveway. <gasps> and there's two guys having full on sex. No way. And your driveway? Yeah. And they Is didn't your... even get out of the way. Shut up. Like I literally was like, guys, I'm trying to get in the driveway. And they they like did like a like a penguin shuffle walk. <laughs> You're lying. No, I'm not. <gasps> what? To like get out so I could pull in. They pulled out so you could pull in. Hey, they didn't even pull out. They didn't even, like, the guy kept boning the no. guy. No. Were they he, your neighbors? I don't know who they were. Just random guy. Because uh, at the end of this street, there's, like, two huge uh, nightclubs. Okay. And then to the right, there's a couple more nightclubs. So Larrabee uh, is... Where, like, like the, 11 and the Abbey? 11. And, uh, well, the Abbey's a little to the right, but 11 is a very famous... Uh, now it's called uh, Flaming Saddles. Oh, I know but, changed uh, it. In the 80s, when you weren't even a thought. Nope. Uh, blazing or Flaming Saddles, formerly uh, Club 11, was uh, Larrabee Sound Studios, huh. which is where Prince recorded Purple Rain. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. And, of course, everyone goes, oh, my God, Purple Rain. I get more excited <laughs> because it's where Ozzy Osbourne and my favorite guitar player of all time, the great... Jake E. Lee, thank you very much. Welcome. Uh, recorded uh, Ultimate Sin. So, oh. Ozzy's, uh, that was in Ozzy's uh, drag period where he was looking a little rough. I don't know that song. Well, this was uh, like 86, 87 oh, okay. when I graduated high school. But Whoa, that's so weird. Wait, so what were you doing in 1992? Uh, 1992, I was working at a health club. <laughs> How old were you? 24 weird you were older than me now that's so weird yeah but don't <laughs> i'm sorry don't it. mean to make you feel old oh is this is a little roast we get no up. i'm being genuine i just that's... no i'm good i i uh, to me age is a number you know <laughs> i mean i know comics in their late 20s you look 50 that's that is true and i know comics like uh like you take some like Brett Ernst. I, I don't know. I, I know he's. I think he's oh, in his forties. Yeah, 40s. I don't know. He's like looks like he could be in his twenties. Yeah. So. No, you look good. You look like forty three. Well, listen. <laughs> uh, I'll save my replies for our eventual roast. Wow. Okay. Someone's stepping up to the plate. Well, I've had uh, Olivia and I. She has uh, somewhat challenged me. So. Uh, you know, but she's got a big one tomorrow night. She's got to take yeah. care of that first. Yeah. And then uh, I think there's been a few others who've, uh, <laughs> you know, would like to. I think people see me at the roast battle every week doing my house racist mm -hmm. character. And it's like, well, get up on stage and do it. Yeah. And I have done it three times. Mm-hmm. Now, my first roast was against Boone Shakalaka. The... Did he even have jokes? You know. When I tell people I roasted Boone Shakalaka, and for those of you who aren't local to L.A. comedy listening, Boone Shakalaka is like a homeless transvestite at the comedy store. He's known for stealing things from local stores and selling them to comics for a dollar. <laughs> and he had a shirt last night that if it was my size, I would have bought it. What did it look like? It said Raiders football on it, but it was vintage. Oh, cool. Uh, but it was not my size, and I'm not an, a Raiders fan. Wait, genuine question. Does he prefer to go as a she then? Well, at Roast Battle, if, you've, if you're lucky enough to go to Roast Battle, he starts the main card off by doing a lip-syncing uh, uh, event 
to uh, Tina Turner's Proud Mary. Right. And he dresses in full drag as Proud Mary, although he uh, looks like he's been embalmed. Uh, <laughs> don't know who did his makeup. Aww. Stevie Wonder or Helen Keller, but it's it gets the crowd going. Yeah, it's always fun. And I always say when he does well, I know it's going to be a great battle. Oh, that's interesting. And sometimes when he doesn't do well, or like it's not necessarily him not doing well, but the crowd's like, what is this? <laughs> it's usually not a good battle. I feel bad for people who are going for the first time. Yeah, people are like, I so love confused. watching people go to roast battle who've never seen it. Especially if they're sitting in the crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know what Boone is. You know, they see Moses shitting on A-level comics right, right out of the shoot. And then they see me and who's ever with me, whether it's Omid or uh, uh, I Keith. love Omid. Oh, he's the best. Hi, Omid. Hi, Omid. He's coming on this Friday in Appropriate <gasps> Earl. Oh, tell him I said hi. Plug his new album he's got coming out. And Keith Carey's a hater. And uh, Pat Barker's very funny uh -huh. at it. Whitney uh, Rice comes in every now and then, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, and then of course there's me. Yeah, the leader of the races, haters. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, roast battle is if you're in L.A. every Tuesday night around eleven o'clock. Um, it, it's it's a fun show, and yeah. uh, you know it's not for everyone. You know, celebrity judges though. Jim Carrey's been there recently. Dave Chappelle. No. Uh, who else? Hannibal. Uh, Hannibal Burris. I thought Schumer was going to be there last week. I got so excited for no reason. She went to the one. Uh, she went to the show we did in New York at the uh, New York Comedy Festival. Bummer. She didn't seem to be a fan of it. Oh, really? I'm not saying she's not, but I just remember looking out. Uh, we were at the Gramercy Theater, just like a six, seven hundred uh, seater, and it was uh -huh. completely full. That's huge. And uh, Gilbert Godfrey was a judge. Cool. And, uh, he was awesome. She was judging, or she was. She was uh, in the judges section, but she didn't. Wa she just watched. She and she just. I looked at her at one point. She had her arms folded. And Interesting. She didn't look very. Uh, but she did the Charlie Sheen roast, so she obviously likes roasts. Yeah, she might not have, uh, maybe because she, she didn't know most of the roasters. And, okay. You know, I, I think when me and Whitney threw out a few, you know, uh, flame flamethrower lines, she was like, are we supposed to like them or not like them? Because <laughs> uh, this is at the time we were still billed as the house racist. Ah, uh, And we okay. had a big sign that said... Uh, whites only which it might i know it was crazy i mean looking yeah. back i'm like jesus christ what were you thinking <laughs> and there was like one guy in the front row laughing at everything we said and uh -huh. like, i i went pretty deep on the first joke and uh it didn't really go over well but then uh you know whitney got him back you know, it really yeah. helps to have a, a not just a pretty female but a, a pretty funny female right uh, uh and we're gonna get into that subject mm -hmm. uh, no uh i assumed well, you know, because I saw uh, some uh, lady uh, posted a, a picture of the lineup uh, the other night at the comedy store that I was on, mm -hmm. which is the only reason I saw the, the thread uh, about. And I think there was like two girls on the lineup and maybe uh, mm. 12 guys. Yeah. And uh, her I think topic was, uh, why aren't there more women on this lineup? And like to me, I looked at the lineup. And was like I was probably the worst comic on the lineup. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, and I, that's a pretty good lineup. When I'm the worst guy, sure. I'm, I'm sure it was a no. I'm sure it was a great it lineup. It's an amazing lineup. And I was like, okay, I would love to ask this girl, who would you replace uh, on the, on that lineup? And to me, like funny's funny. Sure. I don't care if it's a guy or a girl. Sure. And like I've seen some of the. Sh 
uh, pretty funny women lineups, which all girls. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how could you say there's too many men on that? My lineup, and then this lineup, there's uh, the quality's not that great either. Like, wh- what are your thoughts? Do you thoughts? mean actually, like, the because there's like a class called Pretty Funny Women? Do you mean that or? No, there was a it was a show I think at the comedy store called I don't know if it's monthly or called Pretty Funny Women. Pretty Funny okay, Women. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought you were talking and, about. And uh, like my friend Chelsea was on it. And she's really funny. That's because that's like a class. And but it was, yeah. So, oh, okay. I thought yeah. It, I thought it was a show. Well, no, it's a show. It's a show. But they do like a showcase for the class, and sometimes. So. I don't know. I don't want to dig myself in a hole. No, I'm not trying to get you in trouble with the pretty funny women people. I don't know who runs that show, but I mean, let's backtrack. I I mean, like, do you care if a lineup is heavily tilted towards men being on it? I mean, there's just more male comics. Yes, um, that is definitely true, but... There's so many funny women. Absolutely. That it's like we don't really get showcased as much because a lot of shows are male centric. And it's so interesting. Like even in the improv world, when you'll have an all male team, they're just called an improv troupe. But when it's an all female team or an all female show, it's like a ladies team or an all female team. It's like and. I get the whole thing, people calling me female comic, but it's like, I'm just a comic too. I don't know why we always have to differentiate between like if someone's a male or a woman. Right. No, I agree. I mean, I, to me, funny's funny. I like. And me too. But I, the comedy store is very male centric. And but sometimes I, it's, it's hard because I've been like the token women, token woman on a lot of stand up shows. And, it can be really uncomfortable to like be brought on stage as all right this next girl she's a girl and she's very funny and it's like so ingenuine it's like why do you have to even mention that i'm a girl because then the audience like feels like they have to gear themselves up for something when really i'm no different than anyone else and it's also weird now you got me going it's also weird yeah it's also weird to like because i talk about my own personal stuff and some of it has to do about how i was a virgin till i was 20 i was in an abstinence club like a lot of i'm still talking about sex sure but i'm talking about the lack thereof it's weird to talk about that after a guy is like on stage making jokes about like girls sucking their dick and how like girls are this and that yes yeah so it's like subconsciously the audience kind of puts this like wall up for me where i feel like i need to prove myself or impress them stand-up is hard enough well stand-up's brutal I'm in the worst category, a, a normal-looking white guy. Is that the worst or the best? I think it's the worst. Why? Because there's a lot of normal-looking white guys doing comedy. Sure. I mean, to me, stand-up's initially a visual thing. Like, but a lot of people think that women aren't funny because people will put, uh, let's say they'll put a woman on a show just because she's a woman and it's for diversity, but she might not be that funny. Someone will go to that show walk away seeing six men, maybe three of them were good, three of them were bad, and seeing one female, and maybe the female was bad, and they'll only remember like, oh, God, that girl. Girls are not funny. I mean, I think uh, unfunny women stand out more just because there's there's fewer female comics. Also because it's fucking horrible <laughs> when it's bad. But, I mean, there's a lot of unfunny male comics. Oh, I for mean, sure. Uh, but they don't stand out, like... Because they get lost in the mix. Yeah, there's like ten comics on a show, nine yeah. men. 
one unfunny man or two. It was like, oh, there were six or seven good ones. Right. So it's hard to, to be like a comic and try to still find your voice and workshop stuff when you always feel like you're being watched. I'm not trying to play victim. This is just a genuine feeling. Well, it's true, though. I mean, uh, it's a very uh, judgmental business. And Yeah. Uh, do you find that your looks get ever get in the way of like, do you dress down or whatever? When you I do dress stage? down. I wish I could dress up more, but I've been told so many times by people, which is really shitty. You shouldn't dress too cute. Cause all these men will want to sleep with you. It's like, isn't stand up about being yourself and just like showing who you are. I constantly feel like I have to de-sexify myself or like not wear a cute dress because I'm afraid that I'm going to get the wrong attention. Well, you got a great body, so I mean, thank you. And I don't mean that in like a creepy way, but I mean it's like I got a great body. I got to dress down too. <laughs> right? Yeah, you get it. You know, you can't wear leather pants every night. You know? <laughs> right. You know, you, you got to leave a little to the imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, and your young female, I think, has it very tough in that like comedy because you get all the creepy old comics trying to move in. You got the young comics mm. who are like, you know, competing like dogs for a bone. A yeah. literal bone. And, uh, right. You know, so what's next? For me? Your, well, yeah, for you. Not for Lois. I love Lois. Lois is the greatest dog ever. She's a fan favorite. Where'd she go? She is, uh, I think, oh, she's on these stairs just chilling. Lois. Lois, come here. <laughs> Lois, I swear to God, this happened yesterday. This is not a joke. What? It's a true story. <laughs> Uh, as you know, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh-huh. They beat uh, the Rams 12 to six yesterday, and Roethlisberger, uh, their quarterback, got hurt. He really messed up his knee. Like it's horrifying to watch. Yeah. And they brought in Michael Vick, who killed dogs. He uh, financed the whole operation. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, when he took the first play for the Steelers, Lois barked at the screen. Oh no way! Yeah, she knew. Like, that guy's not good. Oh, my gosh. That's so interesting. I served, like, a couple years in prison. So he served his time. Why did he do that? I mean, I know for money. Is that the main reason? Well, I think initially, like, he couldn't have needed the money. He was on the cover of, like, Madden. He's making millions a year. I I think uh, initially, dogfighting's a big thing in the South. Is that where he's from? Yeah, he's from, like, I I don't want to misspeak and... I don't know where he's from, but I think he went to college at Virginia. Okay. Uh, and and I, I believe he's from the South somewhere. And uh, I think it started out as his friends leeching on him. Hey, man, can you pay for this dogfighting stuff? You know, it's really cool. It's fun to go to. Oof. So he probably said, fuck it. Here's a couple grand. And start the, I mean, it so was horrible. I know it was so advanced that they had like doggy treadmills. Like they train the dogs. It's crazy. Like, and then they, one of them dies every time. Um, yeah, well, usually, or they keep the losing dog who's lost his will to fight has a bait dog for like, I know it's crazy. It's like a practice dog for other dogs too. And they actually have dogs of Lois's size. Um, like has like basically practice dummies. By the way, Lois was 12 and 3, lost her last three fights. And, uh, Shut up. Hey-o! I'm just kidding. Right? Wait, was, how do they get them to fight each other? It's actually 12 and 0, then lose a fight. Shut up. Undefeated. Uh, well, you know, they just. Uh, 
I think they throw meat in the center and they go at it. And, you know, dogs are very territorial. So they probably like starve them for a few starve days. Starve them. Something. Uh, they get them in an agitated mood, maybe beat them up. It's so horrible. It's horrible. And so Michael Vick not only financed uh, Bad News Kennels, it was like at his house. He, uh, I think he started coming to these fights mm -hmm. and going, oh, this is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Betting on them. And a guy like him didn't need the money. He was just like, for fun. You know, why Why does George Clooney go to Vegas and gamble? He well, he could lose any amount. It's still probably not going to hurt him. Right. So I think he got caught up into it. And then he, I think, killed a couple dogs with his own hands. What? So, this is uh, so messed up. You know, it's just so hard to root for the Steelers with this guy in charge. But yeah, yeah I, like I have to root for him. He's yeah. Like, you know, and, and like on his first play in preseason, he, you know, it's like, fuck, man, I hate this guy. And. Then it's literally his first play. He threw an 80-yard touchdown pass. I'm like, but how? Eh, you know, he's not so good. <laughs> not so bad. He, he did go to prison. I mean, yeah. So, uh, and Thursday night, they play Baltimore, which is like their big rival. Mm. Uh, so, you know, that's, uh, that's what's next for me, watching the Steelers play. Yeah. Baltimore Ravens. So you got any shows coming up, though? I do. Well, this is the part of the show. See, we could go on for another hour. Okay. But, but here's how Daddy runs inappropriate Earl. <laughs> I like people to want more. Like I don't want to shoot our whole wad tonight. Oh, gross. You know, I, well, that's probably not the best analogy. But, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I don't want to like. I want people to go listen to this. I think we're a little over an hour now, <clears throat> and go. I want to hear more from that girl. Great. So what what shows you got coming? This will be released. Uh, I think in a day or two. So like, you got any shows next week coming up? Um, let's see. Yes. So this weekend I'm going to Vegas for Vegas Improv Festival. Two shows Friday and Saturday. Um, Where's that? The not sure. Okay. I forget, I forget. It's called Improv Goblet. I'm not sure of the the theater, but it's Vegas Improv Festival, um, October 1st through the 3rd. So excited for that. I'm going with my team Wichita from the West Side Comedy Theater. And then Monday that Monday, I guess the fourth, I have my Wichita show in Santa Monica. Which is where? Um, on the promenade. Oh, California. What? <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, like I do have a lot of local listeners who actually go to when people plug their shows, they they call me after their show and go, you know what, people did come. I'm not saying it's really be, like, completely packed with Oh, yeah, then come. It's free. They have cheap beer and wine, and I'll be there at so my show is at 8 p.m. We're called Wichita. It's part of the house teams at Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. Which is on the, if you've ever been, it's the Third Street Promenade. It's a really cool theater. Mm -hmm. It's kind of in an alley. It's not the easiest place to find. No, it's not. Um, but it's my favorite theater. I love the store, but it's still my favorite theater. Well, I have a lot of love uh, for the Westside Theater because it was... The first time I performed uh, in front of Rob Schneider, which got me the gig. Oh, cool. What and, show uh, was it? Oh, it was just, it was like, he was just getting back into stand-up. And okay. uh, he, uh, I think Jeff Richards had told him about this cool theater. So cool. I was very nervous. It was packed. Adam Sandler was there. Oh, that's awesome. And I don't know if they still have that green room and like, yeah. or what was like the back, like the dressing room green yeah. room. Yeah. Uh, but it was not 
was back then. This is like oh nine. It was very dingy. I've heard it's changed a lot. Oh, okay. It's beautiful now. You haven't been? I haven't been. Uh, I haven't been asked to do a lot. I'm not very aggressive with shows, okay. which I, I wish I was, but that's another podcast. Yeah. Uh, so Facebook, people can find you where? Um, my name is Leah Knauer, but I prefer... I like Facebook to be for friends. Okay, so... Well, so I prefer like, Instagram or Twitter. I write a lot of jokes on Twitter and I take a lot of pictures of myself on Instagram. So whichever you want. I actually have more followers on Twitter, though, which I'm proud of. But what it's at Leah Knauer. Yes. Can you spell that for my fans? Just uh, L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R. And one thing I would like one more thing. We'll end on this because I think it's a cool way to end. Um it's a hard business to get gigs in mm-hmm. by any means necessary. I want Gene Simmons on this podcast, the cool. bass player from Kiss. So I have asked my fans and people who listen to this show, tweet at Gene Simmons to come on this podcast. <laughs> cool. And I bet you he will at some okay. point. You're doing something similar. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about this. Yeah. Um, where you are. Uh, tw- is it tweeting? Tweeting. At Kevin Smith. Yeah. To be in his sequel to Mall Rats. Yes, because I grew up in the mall that they're shooting at. Like, I literally got arrested in seventh grade for stealing $3 earrings because I was stealing them for a friend because I'm a good person. And I like, like, that mall has so much history. So I just feel like it's my two worlds coming together with comedy and the Exton Mall. And it felt a little desperate at first starting it. But then once I saw people were supportive, I was like, okay, fuck it, whatever. I'm just going to go balls deep then so then yeah i've been today's day 13 i still have to tweet so i don't know what to say yet and he's not blocking you so no not yet he favorited one on day three when i said that i used to have a crush on jason muse because he has great silky hair which is true i had a crush on a man crush on jason muse he's he was so cute now he's not as much but he's still cute (laughs) when he did his buffalo bill uh in clerks oh i don't remember that Oh, you know the scene from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, guy, I do that as well at the comedy store. Every Buffalo now Bill. But yeah, it's it's uh, one of my favorite movie scenes. That's funny, because I, I don't was, remember that. Well, I I do because I was in the front row of the theater for Silence of the Lambs because it was sold out. Mm. They only had seats in the front. So in that scene, and it, it's great, and this shows you the wacky world of acting. Like Ted Levine, who played the serial killer, and. Mm-hmm. uh Silence of the Lambs. He is an amazing and incredibly accomplished actor. Broadway. I mean, use IMDb page. He's in huge movies, and he's most known for the scene where he stuck his dick between his legs, and it pan. He, you know, he walks backwards, and in the front row of the theater, when he started doing that, it's just a shot of like his pubic hair. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then. Like, as he starts slowly walking further and further back, I'm like, and I remember saying this in the theater. I got a big laugh. It was another one of my big laughs. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's his dick. <laughs> and the whole theater fucking, like, blew up. I'm like, you know, I should get into comedy. That's so funny. Unfortunately for me, that was like eight years into my comedy career. So I was like, oh, maybe I should. Oh, jeez. Maybe I should get into comedy eight years in. Yeah. So, well, good luck with that. Thank uh, you. you know, Mal- I, I think you'll get in it. I really think that I you hope will so. get that. Like, he seems to be the type that would, like, appreciate that kind of, uh, I don't Persistence. know what it's called. Entrepreneurity. Yeah. Persistence. That's what I thought. I was next to him at a gas station once, but that was, like, three years ago. 
And so did maybe you say I'll... anything else? No, I actually had headshots in my car. I've always been a fan of, of his movies. So I legit almost gave him a headshot. And then I was just like, oh, I don't want to be that person. He's just trying to get gas. But you know what? In this business, what I'm learning is that the people who do stuff like that get work. Yeah. I think there's a fine line, though, between like, you know. I can't do stuff like that, which is why I'm still an unknown comic. <laughs> Shut up. Your name's on the wall. Well, I am proud of that. And the only good thing that came from waiting 15 years to get it on the wall <laughs> is that it's probably in the best spot. I mean, literally, oh, it's wow. in the best spot. Like in the middle of the front wall. That's great. Right next to Tom Green and Rob Schneider. And Will those ever get covered up? No, that's like- the great thing is once your name's on the wall, you're, you're uh, you know, and it doesn't matter what you do after. Like, you know, it's like in the world of pro wrestling, if you fuck up, like Hulk Hogan said the N-word and all that stuff. Yeah. They erased him from the website. Wow. He's not acknowledged. Any pictures of him in their offices are down. Uh, when Chris Benoit killed his whole family, he's another uh, pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he killed his whole family. And, Jeez. Uh, oh, I heard about that. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Because it was crazy because he did it on a Sunday. So Monday night, they do this amazing tribute to him because they thought they didn't know that he had done the murders. Oh, my God. So you got all these wrestlers being forced to say nice things about him. Like, yeah, Chris was a great guy. He was a family Oof. man. And then Tuesday comes out that he killed his whole family. Why did he do that? It was just rage. Right? Uh, rage, roids, uh, head uh, injuries. Uh, but, you know, the, the one good thing to come out of that. And this is serious business. Lena. A bit's coming. I feel no, it. this is not a bit. I don't bit run on this podcast. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The one good thing to come out of him killing his whole family is that we knew his finishing move really worked. <laughs> Fuck off. See? Hey! <laughs> I knew it. And I have one question to ask anyone who's associated with that whole thing. Hmm. Obviously, it's a tragedy. Yes. A lot of questions need to be asked. But God damn it. Where in the world was that kid's tag team partner? <laughs> You're fucked up. That's a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask my fans to tweet at Kevin Smith in your behalf? Or do you like to go? Oh, solo? my gosh. No, I would love that. Any support is great. So here's the deal. What is his Twitter? At. At that Kevin Smith. All right. So now be cool. This is actually a serious. I know we joke around a lot today and on every podcast that I do. But tweet at that Kevin Smith. Please give at Leah Knauer. That's L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R. A gig on mall rats. Be cool about it. Don't be yeah. a dick. Don't say, hey, she's got great tits. Give her a gig. <laughs> Just, you know, this is serious. This is, I would like to do good on Inappropriate Earl because I've been reading some positive thinking books <laughs> and they say, obviously, I'm trying to make it in this business. Mm-hmm. I want success. But these books have installed in me the idea that, yes, try hard to get your success. But if you help other people get success, it'll come back tenfold. Come to you. And maybe not through Leah. Maybe, uh, you know, whoever uh, gives me a gig or whatever. So give to give, not to get. Burning Man. Go to Burning Man. You'll see (laughs) 
Leah next year blowing some guy in a teepee booth. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's not like that. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> it's too bad you aren't. Doing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, guys, inappropriate Earl, SoundCloud and iTunes. I've asked 70 times for you guys to review the fucking thing. Uh, it's really not that hard to go on iTunes, plug into your free account. Uh, and go hey this podcast is great or say it sucks i'll still leave it up <laughs> and uh tweet at gene simmons at gene simmons to come on inappropriate earl that literally would take 15 seconds out of your day i've been here with lovely leah for now an hour and 20 minutes i had to research her she had to drive down here and in, in like la traffic i'm sure she had other things to do point is we are giving you an hour and 20 minutes of entertainment that you otherwise would not have and would be stuck watching some shitty tv show i'm asking you on me and leah's behalf to tweet for us to get kevin smith to give her a gig to get gene simmons to come down it ain't that fun you gotta give to give you're getting now give want nothing need nothing bye